Hello and welcome to Revitalize. Perspire, inspire, expire. Revitalize is daily encouragement for modern Christian women, sponsored by Teaching Mums Limited, an executive coaching company for mums by mums. Visit teachingmums.com today. Each mum, reach mum, teach mum. This is your personal invitation on how to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Saviour. Now this personal invitation has been taken from the Joyce Meyer Everyday Life Bible. All verses used will be amplified, the amplified version, unless otherwise stated. Please repeat after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me and forgiving me of my sins so I can have a personal relationship with you. I am sincerely sorry for the mistakes I've made and I know I need you to help me live right. Your word says in Romans 10, 9, if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognising his power, authority and majesty as God and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I believe you are the Son of God and I confess you as my Saviour and Lord. Take me just as I am and work in my heart, making me the person you want me to be. I want to live for you, Jesus, and I'm so grateful to you for giving me a fresh start in my new life with you. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Now, if you just prayed that prayer along with me for the first time, then I'd love to say to you, welcome to the family, sweetheart. Um, This is, apart from getting married and having children and um, following your dream and deciding to step out on your own, this is the best decision and the most important decision you will ever make. Um, And I want to welcome you and celebrate you for this personal commitment that you have made in hidden places. May the Lord bless you and multiply you and increase you and cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. Um, Practical things. Join your local online church. (laughs) I never thought I'd say that. Yeah, join your local online church. Read your Bible every day. Download apps with scripture and protect your salvation with your life. Tell other people how wonderful the Lord is. And of course, if you have prayer requests, you can get in touch with me, lulu at teachingmums.com. I'd love to hear from you. Um, I'd love to pray for you. It's so accessible and even easier now than it was six months ago. Good for you. And continue to believe that you are perfectly loved just the way that you are now.
morning and welcome to Revitalize, Perspire, Inspire, Expire. Now we are very quickly working our way through the self-control mini-series. I will pray and as usual I will share the three scriptures that we're going to be looking at with you today. Father, I woke up this morning and I said, I don't know how much more I can say on self-control. I think I'm finished with this topic. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, no, there's never an ending with the word. We can continue to go deeper and deeper and deeper and just continue to grow. So I ask you to help me to grow today, stretch me today. And as women and mothers everywhere listening, also challenge and stretch them. May your word be our number one priority each day. May your spirit not just be our companion, but also our God. Father, it's a privilege to be known by you and to know you. May your, your word, may your truth, Father, may your power, may your grace just encompass everyone listening now and may great comfort come from your word. I ask you for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, yeah, so we've been looking at self-control and we understand that self-control is a fruit of the spirit. We also understand that growing in self-control makes us more like Christ because the more we are able to manage and steward what God has put on the inside of us and thinking carefully about what we say, what we do, how we behave and when we say it, we are by default becoming more like Christ. All of the fruits of the Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit, the work of the Word is designed to make us more like Christ. And that's why when we are, um, hmm, hallelujah, when we are developing and becoming more godly, it hurts because it's against our natural grain and intuition. Um, An example that I was given a number of years ago, I think I was in my early 20s, is um, when you use sandpaper on a rough surface, to make it smooth and even. It, the sound is irritating. Um, it doesn't feel good. If you touch sandpaper, it's rough. And there are people designed to be your sandpaper. This is what my pastor taught me. Um, my very first pastor taught, taught me as a young, a young believer. Uh, in fact, I think I was a teenager at the time. And it really annoyed me because I thought, why would God put us in a position where people would probably unconsciously irritate us. And it's because he wants us to learn how to deal with inconsistencies, misfortune, um, calamity, adversity, stress, all of those things um, happen to Jesus on a daily basis. And he is our king and our example of how to deal with opposition. He faced opposition daily. People gossiped about him and said, well, 
you know, he's he's only Joseph's son. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure we've seen him working. You know, those are not the exact words that they used, but that was the sentiment of the conversation. What they basically try to say is he's a nobody. How on earth can he tell us that he is the son of God? And sometimes we do this to people. We look at people and we say, there's no way she could do that. It's, it's impossible because I saw her in church on Sunday. There's no way that person could be married because I know they were seeing this person and then this person left them. There's no way that person could have children. It's impossible because I. this is what we do to people. We write them off, but we don't know what God has planned for that person's life. And self-control requires a pulling in of our go-to response in every situation. So let's look at the word. Luke 21, verse 19, 1 Corinthians 6, verse 12, 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 and 5. So we'll start with Luke. So it's just the New Testament today. All the scriptures in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then John. Luke 21, verse... 19. By your patient endurance, empowered by the Holy, the Holy Spirit, you will gain your souls. So that patient endurance is not uh, acquired by human strength. Okay, it says here, you're empowered by the Holy Spirit, you will gain your souls. Now that is, um, I'm going to put that side by side with how can a whole man, how can a man, oh man, how can a man gain the whole world and lose his soul? And so that losing of your soul is akin to being separated from God, okay? If I say this person has lost their soul, it's not a phrase that I use frequently. What I'm saying is that they have no hope now. They have no hope. They've had they have no hope. They are they are destined to be away from God in hell or live a life of um pure indulgence, no boundaries, no guidance, nothing. That's the sentiment of how can a man gain the whole world and lose his soul. So pursuing all the things of the world and having no peace of mind no um, salvation, okay? But here, it's actually saying that through patient endurance, okay, so that is suffering with a good attitude, okay? Patient endurance, empowered by the Holy Spirit, who's also God, you will gain your souls. So my understanding, and I, and I really want, want you to hear me on this, I use the word suffering quite loosely because it means different things to different people. One person suffering may be recovering from an illness. They may have been healed from um, something terminal. One person suffering might have been poverty, moving out of poverty into wealth and positive finance. One person suffering may be grief, losing a loved one. So I, I'm using the term like a blanket term, but whatever is difficult 
or challenging, hallelujah, in your life, the Holy Spirit will empower you and give you patient endurance to bear it so that you will gain your soul. So you will work out your salvation. You will have hope. You will have peace. You will not live a life demarcated by your indulgences and your whims and any you know ungodly desires. You will instead gain all the gifts and the treasure and the grace that God has given to you through salvation and therefore gaining your soul. So it seems to me that this is coming under the topic of self-control, this verse, and I read it and I thought, I don't think that has anything to do with self-control, but actually it does, and I'll tell you why. The reason it has something to do with self-control is because instead of being impatient and having whatever you want, when you want, you are being patient, waiting with a good attitude, building your faith, working out your salvation, becoming more like Christ, which does take self-control. It's much harder to know that you can have something quickly and God asks you to wait and you step back with a good attitude and say, okay, Father, Oh, this may not be the right time. I really want to do X, Y, or Z. And the Lord himself will stand alongside you and will say to you in the way that he does, let me prepare you. Let me build you. Let me train you. Let me support you. Let me give you my spirit to lead you on this thing, a project, building a family, um, getting married, starting a business, going back to education, whatever it is the Lord has laid on your heart, if he's saying not yet, he wants you to patiently endure it and gain your soul, gain strength, work on your salvation. Now, when I say work on your salvation, it's not something that you can earn, but the Bible does say that each man should work out his own salvation day to day, Building your most holy faith. In the speaking of tongues, reading your word, communing with God, meeting with other believers online <laughs> via the telephone. It could just be one other person. It could be two other people. But gaining your soul has um, a huge price tag because Jesus died on the cross so that your souls would not be lost. Our souls would not be lost eternally. So... These words are not to be taken lightly. You may think, well, I haven't really lost my soul. No, but it can happen. And we've got to be so careful to treasure our... Hmm. To treasure our faith. We have to treasure our faith because of the price tag attached to it. We didn't pay for it, but Jesus did. So part of developing the muscle... And the fruit of the spirit, which is self-control, is looking at a situation and asking the Holy Spirit to empower you to patiently endure. My family and I have been through some incredibly trying times, and I don't think I've responded well. Certainly not in the way that God would expect of me at this stage in my walk. And I do have to step back and say, Father, I don't want this. But please, please empower me to patiently endure this 
situation, this person, this group of people, this adversity, this opposition. It's hard because, as I said to you right at the beginning, our natural response is to lose our temper, to react, to um, engage in, in politics of work or church or the family. And instead, the Lord is asking for patience endurance. Now I will pray with you right at the end because this is something that if we can master it, if we can master the work of the Holy Spirit and the work of the fruit of the Spirit, which is self-control in our lives, there's nothing that we cannot handle. Now I don't desire for adversity to come your way or my way. What I desire is to be like Christ and sometimes adversity and opposition makes us like Christ because whatever's on the inside will have to come out good or bad. Let's go to the next scripture. First Corinthians 6 verse 12. Everything is permissible for me but not all things are beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be enslaved by anything and brought under its power, allowing it to control me. And then it goes on to say food is for the stomach and the stomach for food, but God will do away with both. The body is not intended for sexual morality, but for the Lord. And the Lord is for the body to save, sanctify, raise it again because of the sacrifice of the cross and God has not only raised the Lord Jesus to life, but will also raise us up by his power. Amen. So I'll just be focusing on verse 12. And I feel that this verse really um, encapsulates what self-control is. You are free to do absolutely whatever you want. That's the truth. Whether you're 5, 10, 15, 45, 120 you are free to do whatever you want. You are. Of course, there are laws and boundaries and, you know, people refer to the, the good part of themselves as their conscience in some circles. But what, what God is really saying here is that just because everything is permissible doesn't mean that it is beneficial. I could watch TV for 23 hours or 24 hours a day is it beneficial? I could eat seven or eight times a day. Is it beneficial? I could post unkind comments about other people online. Is it beneficial? And as a, you know, if you're a young believer, as in a new believer, and you have not been born again for very much um, time, it varies. And there are things that I know that I I did earlier in my walk that I wouldn't dream of doing now. And I certainly hope that in 20 years from now, some of the things that I do now, I won't do then. So as you grow in, in your walk, in the same way, you know, a seven-year-old is, is, is very unlikely to put dirt in their mouth from the floor, whereas an 18-month-old probably would. So if we think of it in those real terms... Then think of um, a 72-year-old who may um, 
have fewer friends than when they were in their 20s, may have been married for, you know, 40, 50 years. As you grow, your level of understanding regarding what is permissible and what is beneficial will change. So we have to be careful not to put our circle of um, permission, let's call it that, onto anybody else. Um, and I and I've done that. I've done it so many times. I told you I've got this. I've got this thing about about punctuality and about timekeeping because I know I've, I know how many people I have burnt and how many job opportunities I've lost by showing up late. No matter what the reason is, you ask for somebody's time or somebody gives you their time. Use the time well. And so I've tried to become very careful about how I manage my time. I'm not perfect. But this didn't matter to me 15 years ago. It, it didn't matter at all. But now it's incredibly important to me. But I do know people, not necessarily friends, people that I've come across who, after an hour and a half, have still not shown up. And it's been really painful for me because my immediate response, of course you have to tell people you're upset about something. Of course you have to say, look, you know, I'm really, really, really not on. But I've also had to think about what I permit is different to what my neighbour permits. And what I consider to be beneficial will always be different to what my neighbour considers to be beneficial. And this is why we need grace. And this is why self-control is so important. And I have had conversations with people like, I'm just not available in the evenings. That is my circle of permission, and that's what I consider to be beneficial to support my family and to support my commitments at home. But for them, they may think, well, we really need you in the evenings, or we really need you first thing in the morning, or we really need you at lunchtime. It's different for everybody, and our expectations can't be used as a yardstick to measure what kind of Christian other people are. And self-control is important. It's the most important. In fact, the Bible talks about love, but I don't think you can love without self-control. Because if, you're, if you love without self-control, there's no truth in your love. Because you're just doing and saying whatever you want. And that takes us really nicely onto our last verse of today. So I still a little bit of Corinthians, but just heading over to chapter 13 which I know you all know inside out. Love is patient, love is kind. Um, but we're looking at verse four and five. Love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked nor overly sensitive and easily angered. It does not take into account a wrong endured. This is a tough one because it takes us right back to our original scripture in Proverbs about being hot-tempered. And I love the word just comes full circle and anger has come back. So if we are walking in self-control, we're walking in love. If we're walking in love, we're walking in patience. If we're walking in patience, we're walking in kindness. If we're walking in kindness, we're walking in peace. If we're walking in peace, we're walking in joy. 
if we're walking in faith, we're walking in long-suffering and self-control. All the fruits of the Spirit are inextricably, they're all linked, inexplicably, I beg your pardon, linked to one another. And you can't have one without the other. If you think about the muscle, um, the heart, um, there are lots of different valves and arteries and, you know, all these things going in and out of the heart and you can't have one without the other. You can't. And where the Holy Spirit is concerned, the fruits of the Spirit, you can't have one without the other. And I will say things to God like, oh, you know what, I'm really, really kind, Father. I'm really, really kind. And, you know, God is not going to argue with me, but he'll say to me, but you need to work on patience. Well, Father, you know, I'm really, really joyful these days. I know, but I need you to be gentle. Well, Father, I'm, I'm really, you know, walking in peace. I've got so much peace. And I need you to now control your temper. So there's always something to work on. And it's a beautiful thing, a beautiful thing to have somebody who loves you so much, who absolutely adores you, who can look at you and say to you, you know, I love you the way that you are and you are beautiful, beautiful. But I want you to try this. I just, I can't, I can't understand why you wouldn't, why, why somebody wouldn't want that that someone cares about me so much that each day, Father, the Father can look at me and say, yeah, I see you. And I love that you do this, but I don't love that you still do this. It's gentle and it's, it's painful, but the Father is approachable and you can go to his throne every day and say, Father, I'm so glad that this thing does not haunt me anymore, but I really wish I could just forgive um, this other person that betrayed me at work. And what does the father do? He comes in by his spirit and says, tell me the person's name. Talk to me about what hurt. And you can just pour your heart out. Well, father, this is the person's name. And we were really good friends. And they, you know, they upstaged me or they... Um, took credit for work that was mine. Or maybe you stayed behind to help them and then they got a promotion and basically rubbed it in your face. I mean, these things do hurt. But what the Lord will do is he will encourage you and he will say to you, look, I know what they did, but how about this? If you and I work together over the next season, I will bring about bring, bring about a promotion for you and in fact, I want you to move on anyway. Doesn't that feel good? It's your personal advocate, your personal counsellor, your personal coach, your personal defender, your personal saviour. And with the power of the Holy Spirit, the self-control, the fruit of the Spirit self-control, as it has its way in your life, you can actually just look at people who revile you, who disrespect you, and just smile and walk away. I've had to do that. I've had people say unpleasant things to my face, 
behind my back and a friend of mine said to me you know you're always so happy and you laugh so much and you laugh so much and I think if you knew some of the things I've heard people say about me or to me I know what my value is and what my worth is and I'm telling you because God has done it for me and I've sat down with God and cried and said father I can't believe this person said this I can't believe they did that. Why? And I, I'm only trying to help. And the father draws me in and he says, I know it hurts. But remember who you are. Remember what they did to Jesus. Remember what I've called you to do. And don't change your mission because the circle of people around you do not understand your calling. I beg of you, present your heart to God in anger, in frustration, in fear. Be afraid, be bold, be sad, be all of those things, but take it to the king. That's what self-control is about. You are giving up your right to be right. You are giving up your right to be okay all the time. You are giving up your right to be needed and approved of and loved by everybody else and taking it to the king so that he can strengthen you and empower you and build those muscles so that when you go back out there and people sneer and turn their nose up, make fun of you or, you know, pretend to like you, you know how to deal with it. Because I can guarantee you there are people out there who do really love you. They do. But God hasn't asked us to be kind to only the people who like us, has he? And so self-control is like putting on makeup when you know you probably could do at least another three or four hours sleep, but you look good. <laughs> um, let's pray. Let's pray. Father, you know <laughs> how hard this walk is, but you also know that you would not take us on a journey that you couldn't equip us to walk or run or win. And I ask you today, Father, that under the sound of my voice, by the authority and the power given to me by the matchless name of Jesus, that you would love on these women listening, on these families listening, and give them power to endure patiently and give them the kind of self-control that silences the violence. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, everyone, that's all from me today on Revitalize inspire, perspire, expire. It's been so wonderful to um, have you listening in. Thank you for your time. If you haven't already done so, visit teachingmums.com to find out all the things that Teaching Mums is doing right now and leave a review. Leaving a review means that more and more women and families like yours are able to hear this message, this encouragement. I'm available on all the platforms where podcasts are shown and aired um, and it's wonderful to um, 
to have you with me on this journey. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye.